This is a We Are On We production. This is the earliest we've recorded a podcast. It's not this a is the earliest I've been out of bed for months. Really? <laughs> not for months, but for a while. That sounds very depressing, actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm not used to getting up this early. I really wish I did. I need. I need to change my habits. Because I've been be getting co- out of bed post twelve mm. each day. Jesus Christ, because I've been getting, I've been sort of making myself get up earlier, because I feel healthier, I feel, I feel better, like I used to stay up late doing work, but now I just tend to get up earlier and do work, and coffee definitely yeah. helps, coffee is... I don't know, for me, I'm more productive mm. at night, I find. The thing is, I'm as, I am as well, but I, f- I felt... like it's I a got, lot better for you. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I can't exercise in the morning. Like, I I couldn't get up more than once to exercise in the morning. I like... Like, a lot of people like exercising at night. Like, it's like, you know, it's the end of the day. They might feel like shit, but they go to exercise. They'll feel better, and they get that exercise in. That's how I am, at least. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. When I was doing it, back when I was at home, I'd get up in the morning <clears throat> and go for runs. But yeah. a lot of people prefer to do it in the afternoon or at night. Yeah, I like night. I'm a bit of a... I like getting things done at night. And, like, I've, I want to... I think in... Like, how many hours do you think is healthy to sleep? Like, because I like doing work at night, like, later at night. Mm-hmm. But I like getting up a little bit earlier. Like, what is a healthy amount of sleep? I don't know. I think they recommend, like... Like, six at the very least. But I imagine it's, like... Seven, eight is the norm. See, like, realistically, I'd like to... that just helps. Realistically, I'd like to sort of, like, maybe most nights get six, spend an hour later, get up an hour earlier, and then sleep in on a day or so to catch up. Because mm. I've done, and it's, yeah, I feel better about that. Anyway, I think we should probably get yeah. into the... We should probably get into this. We've started with a bit of a... That's the biggest tangent we've ever gone on. <laughs> Um, I think I, I think I've heard worse. You've heard worse. Yeah. Anytime Brad was on the podcast, it really, you know, nothing went to plan. Anyway, I, because we've we're, this, is the, this is the first time we're recording on Discord, which is like because I've heard a lot of good yeah. things about it, and it's I like it. I really like the layout as well. It's a very easy to yeah. It's easy to navigate. It's a very good UI, as they say technically, user interface. But it sort of leads to, like, fuck you. But, like, it's online. The internet has changed. And all the things that, like, we've experienced and that we've used over the past, well, how am I now? 21. So, like, the past, well, like, the past 10 years, it's changed a fuckload. So, I wanted to talk about, like, our childhood online and how things have changed. Like from what we've used to what we've watched to what we've been... You know, like, all that sort of thing. Like, what was your first... Like, obviously, we've used the internet when we were much younger, but what was the first time you sort of started to use the internet regularly? Um, God, I don't know about regularly. It was a real long time before, oh. you know, we actually got a computer. And when the internet got good, like, I remember, like, back when I was, like, five or six, Mm-mm. we still had dial-up. <laughs> And we'd do shit like that because, you know, at, at the school, they, they would teach you how to use the computer and, like, 
what sort of stuff you could do with a computer, which wasn't much. It was like going to Google, going to Wikipedia, and look up your favorite swimmers. That's all I remember doing in kindergarten. It, there wasn't. There wasn't. Much, I remember just. I there's not much you could do, was, especially for a kid of our age. Though. Yeah, yeah. There was a craze at our school, like back in kindergarten, to mm. get online and find this Lego game, mm. which I can't remember what it's called, but I know you can still access it. But it was sort of an open world Lego game where you make a character and run around and find a bunch of blocks or do something like that, and. You know, I was so excited playing it at school, and I tried to go home and play it, <clears throat> but with like dial-up internet and everything. This game that's like, like probably not even like two hundred kilobytes in size took over an hour to load up, and then when it did, it was like two frames per second. It's like it not, even not even a good experience. Playing. Not even worth playing. Yeah, I was devastated as a kid. I remember before my grandma got her computer, like she she had a she got a, a laptop at her house and had decent internet, so that's where I, I was there a lot of the time anyway. But before that, I think the first time, like one of the big internet memories I remember is it was fun fact when my dad lived with your uncle, and I was down there and I started to use his computer and I started to play this little game called Habbo Hotel, and about two hours later the computer got a virus. So he had to replace, <laughs> he had to get it fixed. And then the next time I was down there, I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to make the same mistake again, but maybe Habbo Hotel has fixed all the viruses. So I decided to go on Habbo Hotel again. Two hours later, the computer got a virus and the computer had to be fixed again. And I've never been on Habbo Hotel ever since. But that was the big craze, Hayden. That was the big craze when I was like nine or 10, like all the cool teenage kids were on it. I remember the remember the Veronicas. Do you remember the Veronicas? I do remember them. They were special guests on Habbo Hotel, which is just this little virtual world. It's like what do you? How do you describe? You just it's like a chat room, but you're your own little character thing. I can't really think of a good way to explain it. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Habbo Hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I guess in some ways it's like Club Penguin. Yeah, yeah. Just That's- for everyone, not just kids. But then again, I think Club Penguin's a much better game. Like it's a much better experience because you're a penguin, yeah. as well. Like, and did you ever play that, it? I did. I did. I've played. I played it a few times. There was a few times I, I played it. I played it hardcore. In fact, I I blame it for my MMO addiction. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Your Club Pe- Club Penguin. It's and it's gone now. It's dead. What? Club Penguin's gone. I have to look it up. Did you I'm not know shit. Club Penguin was gone? It was. It was like a few weeks ago. It was a very sad oh, moment. I didn't get to log back on my account. This is this is this is live. This is your live sadness. Once you it's once you read that headline, once you read that headline, you're gonna be born. What the fuck. Don't cry, Aiden. It's gonna be okay. Club Penguin. They they released a game for the Wii. What like a shitty a little shitty little hand a, a shitty little handheld game, or was it a console? It's on the Wii. It's on the Wii. Even worse. Oh my god, there were like two hundred million registered user accounts. That's fucking insane. And they and killed I was one of them. And they and they killed it. It's dead. Forever. The decline and discontinuation. You why why did they delete it? I don't know. I legitimately can't think of a good reason. Why? 
Then again, it w- cut it because it wasn't very popular. I don't know. I, I don't. It might have been it. Yeah, it probably would have been. You know, was it like purchased by Disney, or yeah. was it always by Disney? No, I think it was purchased by Disney. I think it was a bit of a. It was like an indie, an indie thing. You know, like how Minecraft turned into a, into a. Um, you know, it was bought by Microsoft. Is that right? It what? <laughs> Minecraft. No, not Minecraft itself. But Mojang. Mojang was bought by Microsoft. Holy shit! Something like that. No, I didn't. Did you know that? I, th- I swear <laughs> that's right. So I swear Mojang was bought by Microsoft. I th- I swear that's what what happened. My Mojang. Mojang is is. Am I correct? Microsoft acquired them. Yes, exactly. There we 2. are. Two point five billion US dollars. Two point five. So that's what. That's how much Minecraft that was worth. In, that happened in twenty fourteen. Yeah, a long, long time ago. And look at him now. I was, I was not aware of this. I can't believe you didn't know. Anyway, it's crazy. Bit of a bit of a tangent there, but like, there's a lot of. Oh yeah, yeah no. Club... I just want to continue. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We'll say what were you saying about Club Penguin? <laughs> yeah, oh, Club ha- Penguin. I was a big fan of it, and I played it like almost every single day when I was a kid. Really, that's sad. Um, and I would just grind. There was like this surfing competition that you could do, and at the time, mm. as a kid, that was like the, the quickest way that I knew. To build up coins and stuff, mm. and so you sit there all day just doing this surfing competition, doing heaps of tricks, getting so much money, and then go back and like pimp out your igloo <laughs> and buy a bunch of puffles. You, it was fun. That is that's a sad childhood. I didn't play very much Club Penguin. I was more of a I'm gonna chat to my that's friends. A sad childhood. I, you were, I used to I used to chat with my friends on MSN a lot. That was my like you know no games just chatting. You know what I mean? You had MSN, didn't you? I remember you had MSN. We used to chat a lot. All of us. Yeah, man. Everyone had it. That was the thing. And, you know, there was the, the lingo. There was a lot of, you know, hey, WD. WD. Yeah, WD. <laughs> yeah, WD. Cool. NM. NM, cool. Cool. NM, cool. And then that. Yeah, you could have, a, you could have like a. Yeah, that, that's all it'd be. You'd log on and you'd say that to everyone. And you don't learn anything. And it's not actually a real conversation. It's just a collection of letters. That's just sad human interaction. Like, you think about it. like It is. Oh, but then again, that's at that age, like even talking, like let's say like at that 11, 12-year-old stage, talking to girls, that's how a conversation would go anyway. Like, hey, how are you? Good. Sup. Sup. Acting cool. <laughs> NM. NM. Oh, so I wanted to mention, T-T-Y-L. when I first, when my grandma first got a computer and I was on there regularly, the first thing LOL. I discovered was Wikipedia. And I was a big Wikipedia fan, Hayden. So much yeah, so. And you know how I'm a huge fan of professional wrestling and I'm, and I'm a successful professional wrestling fan? Successful professional wrestling fan. That's correct. Well, I created my, because you know we used to do a bit of... You know, hanging out, wrestling in the backyard on the trampoline, like good old times. Yeah, it was a big thing. It was a big thing. And I created a backyard wrestling promotion Wikipedia page with all our friends and who was the, like, who ran the company? Me, obviously. And who was the champion? Me, obviously. I was the whackdown champion. Remember that, Hayden? Good times. I do remember that. Oh, and then... And each, each birthday... <clears throat> We'd hold like the championship, um, what do you call it? The bout. We'll call it a bout. Bout. A championship bout. Yeah. You know, we're having a bit of a 
a, a wrestling bout. And, you know... They'd be like our, our special events, our pay-per-views. Mm, oh, good times. We were cool kids. But, but linking to that, yeah, that's when I sort of took... That's when Wikipedia came into my life. That's a sad sentence. That's a very sad sentence. But I was a I was a constant user of Wikipedia, and I've like ever since I've always like gone on there. Just I, I just read through pages just to learn about stuff. That's how I like learn a lot of stuff. I did not learn a lot of things about sc- at school. I felt like Wikipedia was my true teacher. Yeah, what did, well, what it's did, insane because it is insane, it's, yeah. Like back it back in the day before the internet, if if you wanted to go on a binge the way that you do now, you'd actually go and get a proper set, like a proper encyclopedia set. But now, but like the limitation with that was, mm. you know, you'd have to get one each year if you wanted it to be um, updated and recent. Whereas now, Wikipedia, anytime something happens, there's a whole page devoted to it. Like already, if I can just load up Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll probably be a page for the recent attacks in Manchester. With cited links. Like, there's new, there's nerds on Wikipedia who are just there yeah, 24-7, and they'll monitor right. it all. It's, yeah, there's, it'd be, it's quite recent information, too, that they... Because they keep it up to date. There's people who monitor all this stuff to keep it up to date. Obviously, there's, you know, people can just spam it and troll and et cetera, et cetera. But there are, th- and I tried to explain this to a librarian yeah. once. There are nerds who sit on the internet all day who monitor Wikipedia. If somebody just trolls it, they'll change it back quite quickly for the mo- yeah. for the more popular pages. It's and not a lot like- of people don't understand that. It's it's not as not as easy to um, go through and correct these things. I think it's harder for old people. They don't understand how the internet works. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't, they, they're very narrow-minded with the internet, and they still are. They yeah. they really still are. But the internet's grown so much since. Then. Like yeah. I've, like you think about it. Remember? Do you remember the original, the old layout of YouTube? How it was sort of like that square. It was very. Um, oh, I don't know what to, how to explain it. Not a not a rigid look, but like it was very boxy, and. It just boxy. didn't look nice, boxy. Yeah, boxy from YouTube. There's a nice reference there, Hayden. No, but like it was very, um, it was very plain. Yeah, I do. yeah it was it's very a long time ago. That was a very ugly design. Looking back on it, I remember we used to think it was yeah. cool. Like it was really well done, but I guess that was sort of the norm at the time. And most of the most of the websites on the internet <clears throat> were like that. And yeah. this thing, like they were even worse before that. Oh god, yeah. You see some websites that are sort of because well, have you used the Wayback Machine at all on? I think it's like WaybackMachine.org, something like that. No. So what you can do is so it'll save different um, versions of websites. So yeah. you can go back to older versions of websites to see how they looked back then. Okay, That's I'm doing f- it right now. Like I'm just trying to think. You should be able to do it to YouTube. I'm gonna, I'm gonna test that out. Wayback Machine. I think it is .org. No, it's not. It's just Google it. Just Google it. But yeah, it's you. I think people had to put in like they had to sort of go in and save it. But if I go to the, I can browse the history of say I'm just I'm just doing YouTube right now, and I can go back to 2005 when it first started. All right, let's look. May f- 
no, April 28th. Of? 2005. Of 2005. How'd it look? Okay, I need to enable Flash Player. Well, that's... <laughs> so enable that Flash Holy Player. Shit. But it's... It's grow. It's like right now they've got a very. It's Ooh. grown a lot. See, I'm just looking at 2010. This is very, very generic. Shane Dawson's there. He's right at the top. Beware of emos. Another sh- uh, the Shaytards. Timberland. They, the way they featured videos is quite different as well. Like extremely. Like they can. Like they actually feature videos now that are actually internet made you know what i mean like you know how there was like the whole thing now is they only really share mainstream they only really feature sort of yeah. the main like you know your casey neistats and that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head but a few of those select youtubers plus they'll chuck in clips of jimmy fallon and jimmy kimmel and then a few of those yeah even if they'd they got, they got like fuck off like fuck all views it's just like those are the, the the top the top trending, which is a fucking joke. It really is. It's crazy looking back on the way it was designed, because it's just a lot of little things mm. that overall make it look unattractive. Like what? What <laughs> like are you really what, what are you looking at like, right now that makes it ugly? So I'm looking at like the main, um, the main page back mm. from back in June 2010, mm. and it's like it's just like these little border borders around the video rectangles yeah which doesn't look really nice the way that they've got um just so many videos spread across the page um like they've got four in a line right but they're incredibly small and so the titles the titles of each video are like truncated they're just like broken line by line rather than just being in one nice line you'd think seven years ago they would have had the skill or at least had the money to hire the skill to design a better website than that. Yeah, I guess. I guess for like what they needed it for, it was perfectly fine, and like it's functional and it works. But they just didn't know any better. I was just thinking about something that we both sort of experienced when we were younger. Like more of our younger teenage years, we both used LimeWire to download our music. Yeah. Yeah, that was a gamble. It, <laughs> Especially if you're getting music videos. Did you download music videos? I don't think I ever got into downloading music videos. Yeah. Yeah, I would. As before, I knew how to, like, get them from YouTube. What, using your, your keep vid or whatnot? Yeah, back in the day. Because, yeah. Because mm. they'd have, like, everything on LimeWire. In fact, you could get a lot of programs on LimeWire as well. Really? So it wasn't just music-based? It wasn't just music or video-based? Yeah, yeah. It was like a it was like a yeah, I guess it was no different to Pirate Bay and the way that it operated. I was just about to say cuz that sort of evolved like rather than being on a browser, it's more you download a torrent now into not into yeah. like your own browser, yeah. but it's all it's and because there were, there were multiple programs as well. Like it wasn't just LimeWire, but there was other applications like Frostwire, mm. I remember. I can't I'm not sure if it was by the same company I don't know I can't I think like I've heard of Fro- Frostwire I just don't remember it as it's still, it's still a thing it's still a thing <laughs> yeah it was it was a bit torrent client 
which is exactly what LimeWire was. And it was sort of like, whenever LimeWire wasn't working, you got onto FrostWire. Interesting. Because, you know, like, BitTorrent, which is like, it's that it's that file sharing website, as it always has been. So BitTorrent is the, mm. is the application. That's correct, isn't it? We, that you can use to... De- it's, a, it's a client. It's a BitTorrent. It's a torrent client. Do you know what I mean? Is that... That's right, isn't it? What the fuck are you saying? So it's like you can you you can download files using the client. Like, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense at all? <laughs> I don't think it does, does it? <gasps> yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, you download through BitTorrent the software itself. Mm. You can download. You can torrent different things. Does that make yeah. sense at all? Is that do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's what that's what it's about. It's about file sharing and doing things like that. And it's not necessarily malicious or illicit. No, God no. Because you could be spreading like freeware music or things like that, or maybe maybe someone develops a game and they want to share it with other developers, and so they'll upload it there and download it. The fact is that you can have cedars and leeches, where cedars sort of accelerates. Um, the download rate, I forget how it works, but mm. the more people that you have um, uploading it, the quicker it is for people to download it. I, have you like heard of anything about BitTorrent recently? Like how they've sort of evolved? Because they have evolved quite a bit now. No. So what they've done... Well, BitTorrent, they've got this... They've sort of got a... I don't know, a, a service now called BitTorrent Now, which is basically a digital distribution service, which I believe you can publish, like, you can, obviously, at the top there, you can publish. And I believe you can publish music, like, you can just publish files, like, as BitTorrent is. It's not, it's not um, file-specific. Like, you know, you can do audio or video or PDFs of your comic or whatnot. And it's, like, actually become a... It's a, like it's a platform and you can sell it or you can release it for free or you can release two things for free and then the rest of it you have to pay for. Like, and it's a very versatile digital distribution platform. And like, there's not, yeah. like, there's, like, there's, I can see The Onion on here. Um, a band I know, Bad, 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 Not Good. Um, I'm just trying to look, see if I can find any other bigger ones. Like, a lot of them are quite smaller, smaller sort of things. But there's a lot of people using BitTorrent now to distribute their, their, their projects. Like I saw Bridget, M- Bridget Mendler, some, one of the chicks from Disney Channel, and her, um, she had released her EP or something, which has about, yeah, it has over 100,000 players on there. So it's, they've, wow. they've evolved from like illegally distributing to legally distributing. Do you know what I mean? They've had to adapt with the times. Because now, like, as you know, like, all yeah. the, just all this, um, the torrenting, like, it's, like, what's the word? It's become, not taboo, but it's become, it's, it's not legal to do it, realistically, is it? No. It's, like, piracy, you know, is not legal. <laughs> well, it's not. But I guess they've, so they've created a platform where you can legally do it. So you legally have to say if you're selling it for free or if you can, or if you want people to pay for it. Yeah. So it's a whole different sort of thing. So like you wonder how they sort of survive as a, 
as a platform, if they've sort of, like, if they survive as a company, if they've still got, like, BitTorrent, like, you know what, I, like, I don't, it's, it's, it's a very um, interesting topic, this whole torrenting and with your BitTorrent and all these other different companies, Pirate Bay, et cetera, et cetera, because these are, like, these are businesses that we're talking about. Yeah, and they're surviving yeah. off. They're surviving off illegally downloading. In a lot of cases, it's it's surviving off that sort of thing. Like how do how do they make money as well? Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's just very interesting because hmm. the, the biggest way to make like with, like I remember Facebook was not profitable for many many years because they didn't have any way to monetize their their website. So obviously they've got the bit of ads there now, and now they're introducing their video ads and whatnot. But it's like you can yeah. have a huge, huge, huge fan base and a huge, huge, huge user base. But if you've got no money coming in, then you got nothing. It's the same thing with a lot of yeah. YouTubers. They'll have. What did they eventually go with? Just advertising? Who? YouTube, um, Facebook. Yeah, I think so. But like, and they've what well, they've. Oh, like because they don't they don't sell products. They're not. They're not selling any products. They've got to, yeah, they've got to rely on advertising. But one thing they're doing now, which I don't know if you've heard of, but what they're doing is they're producing long-form internet television now. Like, they're in the early stages of that. So, they're turning into a entertainment company as well. Mm. Like, that's huge. Like, it's... They've had to adapt with the times. Like, social can only do so much to make you money. But now they're getting into the entertainment game. Like, it's so, yeah. it's, like, you think about... It's, yeah, I can see. Which, like... There's a lot of content creators that are solely based on um, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of... It's, like, you think about it seven years ago. Even, like, like, like making a living online seven years ago seemed impossible. Except for, like, your Freds and your, and your Smosh and whatnot. But now yeah. it's a realistic thing that you can actually monetize your content in different ways and make a living off it. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, and for a lot yeah. of different types of YouTubers as well. And especially gamers with the you know foundation of um, Twitch and whatnot. Twitch has done wonders. It really has. Like, because you know, do you know Twitch was Twitch? So first there was Justin, Justin TV, which was, it was just like, you know, film web like webcam footage, like you know what I mean. Like it was more personality based of people, just yeah. you know, like doing live streams of themselves. And then Twitch TV was launched on the side, but Twitch TV was so popular that they shut down Justin TV, and Twitch TV became their sole priority, which is quite interesting now, mm. because gamers have made a living off playing video games. How crazy is how crazy is that to think? Yeah, it's insane. Like, years ago, years ago, like, when I was a kid and first got into playing games on the PS2 and the PS1 and N64 and that sort of thing, the only time where you could see making money by playing games would be gaming competitions. And even they were, like, few and far between. Like, ages ago, you know, they'd, they'd host um, Brood War, like, uh, StarCraft hmm. competitions at unis or at things like that. But that was still really small. Like, they always had um, Magic. Magic was a big thing, but that was a card game, you know? It was very different to video games. Card games, making money has been a thing, you know, since the foundation of poker. Mm. And even that had, like, a professional 
um, you know, grounding in the 20th century. Um, yeah, whereas games, it, it was sort of, I, I don't know, I guess you, you really couldn't have anticipated um, what we're seeing today with playing games on the internet and no. making money from it. Yeah, I guess that's because the the idea of, you know, advertising over playing video games wasn't really thought of. But look at it now. Like, look at it. Like, there's so many... Like, it's not just like there's a few. There's not a few creators creating, like, living full-time off Twitch. There's, like, thousands oh, yeah. of them. Thousands and thousands of them. And not even just from the advertising, from the Twitch subscriptions, which is quite an interesting thing. Like, like they're solely based on Twitch. Do you know what I mean? Like, Patreon's yeah. a whole nother thing. Yeah, pa- Patreon's very, very similar. Um, in, in fact, it's catered more towards those content creators that don't live stream and do things like that. I know um, there's a guy who does Magic the Gathering stuff. Mm. I think he's like MTG Headquarters is his name. Mm. But, you know, he, he's, he's mostly supported by his... Um, what was the word again? <laughs> What's that Su- website? Support what? Tw- uh, Patreon? Patreon? Patreon, yeah. Patreon subscribers. It's helped a lot. Yeah, which is yeah, crazy. It's, it's good because it's it's people, they, they recognize the talent and engaging material and they want more of it. And and so in order to do that, they directly support um, the content creator, which I think is how ideally content creation, like how it should be motivated. It's sort of, you see that people enjoy your content and that they want to show you that and then you continue creating content. Because I'm not a big fan of like advertising. Would, um, no, never mind. It's just I don't know. It's it makes sense, and it, at the moment it's pretty clean now. It's pretty optimized, but it's still just dirty. I think I can't help but feel dirty when I'm forced to, you know, watch some stupid advertisements. Like with with Onway, sort of like ads are for now. Ads are just there, and like it might get well, the ads are the norm yeah. everywhere. So like there's no there's no shame in it. Yeah. Unless they're just like really, really obnoxious. Yeah. Where there's like fifteen on a single page. Yeah. Like with with Onwe, I've sort of like ads are not a priority for making money. Especially because they're of the like it's they're not they're not really paying much at all. But even if they were, like I would rather live off the support I'd rather live off support than mm. the like than just the the money of the the money that YouTube gives you from those ads because do you know what I mean? It feels, it's more satisfying being able to, it's more satisfying saying like, hey, my fan base is supporting me to make these things as well. Like, I'm not, like, it's a very satisfying feeling. Like, I haven't, I haven't experienced it yet, of course. <laughs> Fuck you. No, but like, it's. I'm dreaming of it. I'm dreaming of it. I know it. how it's going to feel. I know how it's going to feel. But that's the thing. Like, I'd rather live off the support, which is what a lot of people are doing. And it's. And it's funny, like, like you have, okay, let's say you have a hundred people paying $10. How much money is that, Hayden? Per month. What's, what's, a, what's that? A hundred, what did you say? A hundred dollars. No, not a hundred dollars. hundred people are paying $10 a month to support you. How much is that a month? Okay. A hundred people paying $10 a yeah. month. Yeah. This is a thousand It's a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's $1,000 a month from just 100 people. 
No, that's not right. Is that right? That is right. Yes, that is right. Ten people. Yeah. No, a hundred people paying ten dollars. Yes, that's a thousand. Yeah, that's a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's not many people. Like, a hundred people is like fucking nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like a a hundredth of some of what some people's videos make. If you have a hundred people paying ten dollars, or let's say you have a thousand people paying ten dollars, that's ten thousand dollars a month. That's $120,000 a year. Like, that's a lot of money to make good stuff. Not just stuff, good stuff. Like, you, like this has got really gone off the tangent of what we were talking about originally. But what I want to talk about is yeah. it's so cheap to make content now. Look at Marty's Internet Show. Cheap or <laughs> It's really... Easy. It's both. Because you don't have to pay... Like, you don't have to have a huge crew. That's one thing. You don't have to pay a lot, a lot of money for a good camera. Like, obviously, I went for a a decent camera. Like, nothing extraordinary, but something decent. It's not hard to edit it. I've got, like, it's not expensive to edit it with my, with Adobe Premiere, which I've got my subscription for. And then I just put it together and put it out. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much you can do. And, like, obviously, yeah. Back in the day, you get a camera that shot in, um you know, um, what do you call it? Widescreen format, 16 by 9, 720p, hmm. um, and 30 frames at least. Like, I know hmm. yours can do 60, but, you know, that was a big deal. That was a lot of money. Whereas it's not it's not nearly as much these days. No, exactly. Like, I wanted to, like, one big thing I wanted to mention was, remember how I, I with the other night, I mentioned the movie The Dirties? Yeah. So the Dirties is it's a found footage slash comedy drama f- film thing. I don't know how to explain it. But basically, these two guys they do a film for class, and the teachers like they're getting bullied by these people at school. Blah blah blah. It ends in a um, like one of them actually wants to start a school shooting. Blah blah blah. Anyway, that movie was made on ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand oh, dollars, and wow. it's a it's a really really well done film, and a lot of the money, they got. So I was listening, I was listening to the interview with the the create the director of the film and the writer of the film, who also did another like another show that I was that I've mentioned to you before, Nirvana, the band, the show, which is on, which is a Vice yeah. Land show. It is now, but he mentioned that a lot of his budget is just getting is um, licensing all this music, like one I can't remember which movie it was. <laughs> it might be his most recent one. Operation Avalanche, but about 40% of his budget was used to license the music that he wanted to use in the film, which is crazy to think about it. Like, they've filmmaking has changed a lot these days, especially with that sort of genre. Like, there's, like there's very cinematic films, but even cinematic films don't cost a lot of money to produce now. You don't have to have a big crew. You don't have yeah. to have overly yeah. expensive like- cameras. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Either, either. Yeah, you cut out for a second. So I was. I thought you were still talking. That's all. Oh, there we go. No, you're, yeah, you're, no. You're like good. back back in the day, I don't. I don't know how they did it. But to get those big sweeping shots, um, you know, a lot of movies would put a camera in a helicopter if they wanted to get like a scenic view of a city or something. But now. You know, you can get a drone, and like they don't even have to be a good drone, but like 
I mean, the Phantom um, is pretty expensive, but our friend Chris has one, and you can get some amazing and amazing shots from it. And you know, he's yeah. not—he's not a filmmaker. He's just a guy with the drone. How crazy is that? And it's not like it's like obviously it's a bit expensive, but the thing is, it's expensive versus um, accessible. Like realistically, if we yeah. had like uh, five thousand so dollars, you don't need to hire buy, a helicopter. Yeah. No, exactly. You don't have and, to hire a hell of a lot. And once you got it, like you don't even have to use it. You use it once a year. It's still cheaper than hiring a helicopter for one shot. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that's probably not how they did it, but that's how they do it in my mind. <laughs> but you know, and whenever he feels like, whenever he feels inspired, or he goes somewhere else, doesn't even have to be for film design. It could just be to capture a moment. You know, it, it's still there and it's accessible. It's changed. It's it's crazy how much it's changed and how accepted. Like you see all these people on YouTube, like the more like not your, I wouldn't say your um like your vloggers or whatnot because that's just like documenting, but more of your like one like one like obviously there's people who's making your sketch comedy and whatnot and that's not too hard to produce etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Same with Marty's Net Show, not hard to produce, but animation mm. was one big thing that. Like, how accessible has that become to make quality animation over the past five, ten years? Like, you think about it, like, the the animators I grew up with were, like, you know, your your Ed's World, your Harry Partridge, Psychic Pebbles, Oni. And, like, obviously, that, that not, a lot of them aren't making animation now for, like, for, for monetization reasons, but... Like how like how much it has changed. They were able to produce high quality animation from home with great stories and mm. whatnot. Yeah. Like the other day I found yeah. um I was like I was I was looking at Hellbenders and how well that was produced. Even though it went for three only like three and a half minutes. It was a great story, like a great it was funny, do you know what I mean? And it looked like something I would see on television. Same with a lot of things that are coming out. Not in just animation, but on like YouTube as a whole, as web series. And that's sort of what I want. Like you look at, um, like obviously Rooster, Cha- Rooster Teeth has changed quite a bit and they've got quite a big, like bigger budgets. But like they started quite humble, like with their red versus blue. And like, even yeah. like even Mach- like Machinima series, like that's changed. Like that's a whole different other platform that people were able to make money off. Like making shows yeah. out of games. And a lot of the original content creators for that website have since, um, you know, branched off and done their own thing. People like Hutch, pretty sure Hutch, um, C-Nanners, people like that. I think a lot, like, one thing with all these online creators, it was really, a lot of them put their all their eggs in one basket, do you know what I mean? Took risks. No, not, 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 not taking risks. Well, taking risks, but like they spread themselves too thin maybe or too like, oh, okay. like, or too thick over the one thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they would only rely on YouTube revenue and they're like, okay, yeah. well, this is how we're going to make the living for the next five, fifth, next five years. But that's the thing. Like, look at us now. Imagine if you would just gone full time on YouTube and all your revenues like fucking gone. Do you know what I mean? Like they've, yeah. unless you had things in place, like some people don't even, like they might rely on that and they don't have merchandise, they don't have sponsorships, they don't have other ways of making money and then their company's fucked. 
Do you know what I mean? And you're losing all this money and you're in debt. Like, it's a realistic thing though. Like, some people are able to adapt to that quite easily and quite well, especially if you've got a, an actual fan base and not just uh, not just lots of views. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because seven years ago, the ad revenue, like the, the CPM, the, the amount of money you made off a thousand views was much higher. And people, like, they could only get up like a hundred thousand views and that'd make a fair bit of money. But now you've got to make like quite like um, like you're gonna make a million sort of thing to like this is roughly but like to live well and to make money off your content you've got to make sort of like a million views to make to make it make sense in some cases depends on the sort of thing but yeah it's a lot tougher and i guess that's mostly because it's um i guess been saturated there's just so many content creators now and yeah, yeah. you gotta i've got to take that into account as well like, one of the smartest companies, I think, is Rooster Teeth because they've always had their, like, it was their sponsorships before, but now it's Rooster Teeth first, their sort of premium subscription service, which is exactly what I want to do for Onwe, which is sort of, I've already got it set up with Onwe Plus and Onwe Plus Gold, which is sort of your premium. And there's all these different rewards. It's like a Patreon, but I think it's important to have something that, like, okay, like, for example, what if Patreon dies? Do you know what I mean? Like, Patreon could die. Yeah. And this yeah, is something I mean, that I want I mean, to do for years. Mm. Club Penguin died. Exactly. So, everything could die. If, Cl- if Club Penguin dies, yeah, exactly. There's there's no <laughs> chance for anyone if Club Penguin dies. Suddenly woke. Suddenly, yeah. It... Hayden, is there anything else you wanted to mention about... Possibly your childhood online or something we were talking about then before we wrap things up. I have a tiny dick. This has been a We Are On We production. Head to onwe.tv for more.